Hey there, I'm Aaron Young. By now, most sports fans would have heard of CTE, acquired brain damage that can build up from even small head traumas over a lifetime of playing sport. It's associated with the more physical sports like American football, AFL, even NRL, but can even happen to soccer players too. Now, a new Senate report has found professional and amateur sports are not doing enough to protect their players. What does it mean for players? What about the future of these sports? For more, we're joined by Michelle Tomley, brain injury lawyer from Shine Lawyers. Great to see you. Talk Talk to us about what the report actually says. Um, so the report is really a culmination of a long-running inquiry that has um, has taken in a broad spectrum um, of evidence, both scientific, anecdotal, um, and from from doctors and in, even lawyers alike, as to um, as to experience in head trauma and sport, um, and where we're at with the science, as I say, and um, and the player experience. It feels like something that sports are very reluctant to have to deal with. Um, that certainly is the experience, and um, and when you have a look at how many of the codes um, formulated their submissions to the Senate inquiry, um, some of the codes, such as AFL, readily um, and enthusiastically adopt the data and the need for um, for further steps in managing this risk. Codes such as NRL are um, ever so slightly more equivocal about it. Um, soccer, perhaps less so, and cricket. Um, not yet convinced of the link between cricket and um, and a CTE experience. Yeah, very much so. So, what does it mean for the future of these sports? Um, look, really, what the what the report means um, is not a lot. The report is ultimately, and in the inquiry it is in is in total a starting point. Um, we know globally, um, some countries are certainly well ahead of us in terms of um, appreciating that risk and taking steps to mitigate the risk on the field. Here in Australia, we're not there yet. And the report in many respects is, as I say, a starting point for um, research into, um, into CTE and those links, understanding um, the experience and incidence of head concussions or tra tra head trauma in sport. Um, and what to what do we do next? What what ultimately is the way of managing um, both the risk and the injury that um, that results? Because in a lot of athletes, we're finding out that they're going through a lifetime of pain during the sport and then post sport as well. And it's quite often not until the autopsy that it's being picked up. Is that right? It's very late in life. In fact, there's very few um, physiological or pathological. Um, measures of um, the presence of CTE or those precursors to CTE. Um, and really what we're doing is, um, is or, the, or the report seeks to do, is get in at that groundswell level, um, both in terms of medical doctors within sporting codes um, and GPs, that first line in, of defence in understanding the reported symptoms where, in fact, there's no way that we can, we can demonstrate the effects, you know, at 15 years of age, at 20 years of age. It's only much later um, when we have uh, ex-players describing that constellation of symptoms that we now associate with CTE, so those serious psychological disturbances um, and, and ultimately, um, in some instances, symptoms of dementia. Excuse my simplicity, but is this a story about helmets? We obviously see um, in the NFL in the United States, a lot of the players have helmets. Um, many sports, ice hockey, you think of helmets, but we have sports here in Australia like the AFL and NRL where there are horrific, sometimes catastrophic injuries that uh, people who watch these sports from around the world say, I can't believe these big guys crash into each other and girls, of course, as well uh, with AFLW and the like, but uh, they're not wearing helmets. Is this about helmets? 
It's not about helmets, sadly. I mean, um, any step is a good step to mitigate um, risk of, of head trauma on the field, but really it's not about helmet. It really, it's um, the repeated trauma in a lot of respects, and it's about taking that time between trauma to, to recover properly um, in, a in, in most of these cases. Um, and that certainly is where a lot of the emphasis is in terms of managing injury and, as I say, mitigating that risk of cumulative um, and repeated head trauma. So from a legal standpoint, can you talk to us about that? Is there much recourse for, for players and, and for these sports? There's really, there's not. Very simply, there's not. So we know there's no uh, or very limited immediate financial support for players. Um, there's very little uh, support for professional players in, in a work cover sense um, or, a, or a workers' compensation sense. Um, and in terms of understanding, you know, whether there's a, a common law right to pursue, you know, the, the governing body, we first need to show that they have understood the risk and failed to take those steps. And um, this report will go some way to establishing that first hurdle, which is, I think it can be can be said now, it's going to be wi widely accepted that the risk of repeated head trauma leading to CTE is now accepted. So we need to see those um, those agencies and codes doing more. And when they um, when they do, that's that's all well. We've mitigated the risk. And when they don't, um, then we might have recourse for our players. Michelle, really appreciate your time. Thanks for dropping by a ticket today. Thanking you. And that is the program for now. For more, you can head to TickerNews.co. I'm Aaron Young. I do hope to see you soon.